Welcome back to Pass Your Life and Health Insurance Exam Podcast. I'm your host here, Biko. I'm your host slash instructor. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to have you back here. So I hope uh, you guys are finding value in this podcast. Um, again, if you're finding value, if you think this is helping you prepare for your exam, then I kindly ask that you please subscribe, you know, you follow, write a review. You know, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Audible, wherever you're listening to this, please, please write a review because by writing a review, that will encourage other people to check out this podcast, right? Because uh, I'm pretty sure someone shared this with you uh, if someone didn't share with you, you probably won't come across it. So you can do the same thing and share with someone out there. But by writing that review, by following, you're, you're going to help more people to discover this. And I, and I hope uh, this has been able to help you guys so far. So, so today we're going to talk about Social Security. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, as far as the level of difficulty, Social Security, I'll place this on the more difficult side of the exam. So these are the kind of topics that people have difficulty with. And I found out that most students uh, perform poorly on, um, on this topic compared to, let's say, general insurance or annuities uh, or group insurance. This one tends to be a little more on the harder side if uh, if I were to rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most difficult, I'll probably give this at least a 6, between uh, 6 and 7. Um, the other topic that people have problem with that usually give students um, problems are um, taxation. I mean, I, I would say taxation and policy options and um, policy riders, those are the two most difficult topics on the exam. I found out that most students scored the um, lowest um, on those sections. And even me, when I took my exam, those were the two topics that I scored the lowest in. So we're going to talk about Social Security um, today. I'm going to break it down, but... I'm going to use some questions. So we're going to go over the questions and I kindly ask, you no, know, if you're driving, you probably don't want to listen to this when you're driving or doing something else. You want to listen to this episode when you're sitting down because I, I want you to be able to not just guess the answer, but write the correct answer down. Okay. So, so these questions I'm going to ask you will not be multiple choice questions. Multiple choice questions tend to be easier. Because you can easily guess uh, you know, the right answer. And that's what your exam will be, right? Your exam will be all multiple choice questions. But I'm going to make this a little more difficult because uh, when you have a complete fill in the blank or essay type of question, it kind of triggers you to really uh, come up with the right answer. So you either know it or you don't. There is no way you can guess or fill in the blank or an essay question, right? So if you can come up with the right answer without multiple choice, that tells you that you really know the material. And 
the way we prepare our students here at Menzo Pass is we, you know, we, we usually like your preparation to be more difficult than the actual exam. So that by the time you get to the actual exam, you find out, oh my God, no, I didn't know this thing was a piece of cake, right? Because, because your, your preparation should be harder than the actual thing. So, so yeah, as I said, on, on your exam, you're not going to come up, you know, you, there's no field in the blank or there, there are no essay um, questions on your exam, okay? Uh, this is across all 50 states. There are no essay questions. There are no field in the blank. They're all multiple choice. But yeah, for our, our preparation, some of our questions tend to be essays, some of them tend to be multiple choice. And then sometimes we have students who complain about that, like, oh, why, why are you making this so difficult? Our exam will not have multiple choice. Yes, we no, will not have uh, fill in the blank or essay. Yes, we know that, but, but we make our exam prep very difficult so that when you're finished, you're pretty much guaranteed, even though there's nothing 100 percent no i mean there are a lot of factors that we cannot control i mean you could you could go and fall asleep <laughs> uh in the testing center i mean uh you could you could stay up all night and you don't have you no know, you don't get enough sleep that could make you to fail your exam so there are so many other factors that we cannot control but what I can tell you is if you go through our exam prep and you follow everything we say and with all things being equal, we guarantee you that you're going to pass your exam. So we're going to talk about social security today and all of the questions I'm going to um, come up with, I'm going to ask you will not be multiple choice. They're going to be fill in the blank or essay questions. Now I ask you to get a pen and paper right or if you're on your laptop that's that's okay right but just write down what you think the uh, right answer is okay so i'm going to ask the question again there are no multiple choice um questions here i'm going to ask the question and i want you to pause this recording answer the question okay so i'll ask question number one pause write down what you think the correct answer is and then when i come back to the explanation uh you can uh compare your answer when you're writing down it's also a form of learning right uh it's been proven that when you write things down you actually remember so when you're writing it's a it's a it's a memory um, technique so don't just say oh well i know this answer in my head and just go from there. Actually write it down, you know, or pen and paper or on your computer. That's a way to test yourself. But before we get to the actual topic, I just want to remind you guys, because I've gotten quite a few emails from um, people who want to take our bootcamp. Now we're working on our course. It's not complete. Um, it, it's not... Uh, it's not finished yet. Uh, we're hoping to finish it soon. We have 50 states out there. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> we're not going to do all 50 states even this year. Okay? Because it is very time consuming to come up with the exam material, the exam prep for each state. Because our exam prep is specific to each state. It's based on your exam um, 
based on your state's exam outline. So the material we teach for California will be completely different from New Jersey or from New York is, is state-based. So we don't do one size fit all. That's why uh, it is taking so long. The good news is for those of you who are from Washington, D.C., uh, for those of you who are from um, Texas, and for those of you who are from Iowa, the good news for you is by, again, this is not 100% guarantee, but by the end of May, by the end of this month, we should have the course material finished for those three states. Again, um, Washington, D.C., Iowa, and Texas. We should have the course material uh, completed uh, for those three states. Okay? Now, even before that time, we, we got a lot of emails from people who want to take our boot camp. So we have the life insurance exam prep boot camp, which uh, is an eight-hour intense boot camp. And we'll go through all of the topics, give you sample questions, uh, go over sample questions, really break things down, and we use your uh, exam outline to help you prepare. And not just that, but at the end of the boot camp, we're going to give you more questions. We're going to give you at least, you know, 100 questions, between 100 to 200 additional questions. Uh, that you can go uh, and practice on your own. Again, I, I've been doing this for a while, and I will tell you the overwhelming majority of people who have taken our boot camp, I think, I said, um, I'm not 100% sure what the exact percentage was, but I think it was either 85 or 95%. But either case, you know, that's a huge percentage. About 85 to 95%, I'll have to go back and double check. Um, about 85 to 95% of students who took our live, boot, uh, our live boot camp went on to pass the exam. Okay, so 85% or 95%, that is a huge number. Because as I said uh, in one of the previous episodes, about 80%. No, I'm sorry, about 60% of students will pass their exam the first time. So 40% of students or, or, or of um, the people who sit their life insurance exam, about 40% of them will fill their exam the first time, right? So we actually do better than that average. 85% of our students who take the life insurance boot camp, 85% of them pass because the boot camp is an actual boot camp. If you think this is just going to be uh, an eight-hour uh, day where you just come and we'll, and we'll read um, questions and read answers to you, no. Okay? It's going to be a real boot camp. Most of our questions will not be multiple choice. They're going to be filling the blank and we're going to push you. We're going to get you out of your comfort zone. It's going to be difficult. But the good news for you is that after you finish our boot camp, you're going to dramatically, you know, like significantly increase your chance of passing your exam. So there's a link in this episode and there will be a link in all of the other episodes after this one for the boot camp. Now, we're going to start 
the boot came with twice a month okay and we just want to see if there's demand for that so we're going to start with one uh, boot camp on a weekend no maybe saturday okay because there are some people who are available on weekends and some people who are available during the week so we'll have one boot camp on saturdays and then we'll have another boot camp during the week but we're going to have at least two boot camps every month now if if there's more demand and when we have more people showing interest in taking the boot camp then maybe we could increase that um, to maybe four boot camps or five boot camps a, a month but for now we're going to start with two boot camps a month so for this month may uh check this link again this link is in the bio or in the description just just go to that link you can copy and paste that link in your browser is going to come up with a little survey asking your name your phone number email uh no uh what state you're from when do you want to take your exam and you know and which one of our boot camps you want to take okay uh we'll, we'll schedule our boot camps about three months in advance so you can select which boot camp you want like for this month we have two boot camps or if you want to take the boot camp in June, you can go or July, you can uh, do that, but you can be able to pick. Once you select that, uh, what boot, which um, boot camp you want to enroll in, then we're going to go ahead and send you the payment link. Because, I mean, this is not free. I'll just give you an idea. So if you are to take um, Kaplan's boot camp or you, or you are to take um, exam effects, your boot camp, I mean, they are going to charge you minimum again this is off the top of my head because this was years ago but they're going to charge you minimum 75 dollars for an eight hour boot camp it could even go up to 100 between 75 to 100 dollars for an eight month uh for an eight hour boot camp ours will be you no know, less than that okay but ours is even better because it's hands-on and and will go by the state's exam outline and a good portion of, of our questions will be multi, uh, will be filled in the blank and essays and will kind of push you to your limit so you're not just going to come to the boot camp and just uh <laughs> if you think you're just going to come and listen uh you have something else coming because if you show up to the boot camp you should come prepare because we're going to put you on the spot and everyone is going to um know I mean, you won't have any choice. You have to uh, be an active participant. And we're going to ask questions. There will be quizzes everybody will take. And we're going to come, you No, know, it's like a regular classroom. So it's going to be great. As I said, about 85 to 95% of our students who take the boot camp pass guarantee. All right. So let's, uh, let's get back here. Oh, I just want to ask something quickly too. So my email is in the description. It's Minzo. Minzopass at minzopass.com. My email is in the description. I also gave you my phone number. Uh, this is my direct phone number. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a little afraid to, to give this out there, but the number is on 202-855-6294. Again, the number is 202 855 six two 
94. And you can also find this in the description. You'll find uh, the email address in, in the description. You can email us your questions anytime. You can even text. Uh, we're pretty um, good with text messages. If you text us during business hours, we're going to get back with you in less than two hours. All right. So now let's get to Social Security. Uh, I just hope I didn't talk too much because <laughs> uh, I know some people get very impatient. Say, oh, my God, you're just talking too much. Just get straight to the point. All right. So so about Social Security, um, first of all, what is Social Security? All right. Social Security. Well, Social Security uh, is also referred to as um, OH Survivors Disability Insurance, but I'm going to get to that later. But here's what I tell people. Um, a lot of people don't like to pay taxes, including me, okay? <laughs> I've never met anyone who enjoys paying taxes. It doesn't matter whether you're um, a rich person or poor, I've never met a single person who enjoys paying taxes. On the other hand, everyone likes the benefits that your taxes provide. So when you, when you think about your taxes, what are some of the benefits? You know, you, you, know, you drive and, and you see, you know, you see um, well-paved, very, very well-paved, Rules that is your your tax dollars at work, right? God forbid if you're in any problem, you know you you call the police. That's your tax dollars at work, right? Uh, or if your house is on fire, you know you call nine one one, and you know and you have firefighters at your house. That is your tax dollars at work, right? So there are so many benefits. To paying taxes, even though nobody, including me, no one enjoys paying taxes, <laughs> no one likes paying taxes, but there are a lot of benefits to paying taxes. That's what makes our society to work. Now, one of the benefits of paying taxes is Social Security, right? So the government says, okay, you know what? We are going to take some of the money uh, you earn. And that will go towards social security tax, right? So we're going to take some of that money and we'll you know and we'll we'll put some of that money away so that when you get old, uh, when you become old, um, or if you become disabled, then yes, the United States federal government, right, we're going to give you back some of that money in the form of benefit payments. That's why you have social security disability benefits, social security survivors benefits, social security. Uh, uh, you know, living benefits, all of that, right? Because while you're working, yes, you, when you're working and you're paying taxes, you didn't like <laughs> the taxes getting, uh, you know, taken out of your paycheck, <laughs> especially if you're a high income earner, you get 30 to 35 or 40% of your, of your paycheck gone, so you don't like it, but one of the good things about paying taxes is social security. This is what makes America great. You no, know, is that the government says if you work, 
certain for you know for certain length of time, right? Then we'll guarantee you that if something happens to you before you retire, right? If something happens to you, we are going to pay. Uh, let's say, God forbid, if you die, we're going to pay your spouse uh, you know, benefits, right? Social security um, uh, survivors be uh, benefits. We're going to pay your dependent um, children benefits, right? So these are things that are made possible by our taxes, right? And social security is one of the benefits um, of our taxes. Now, What exactly is Social Security? Social Security, as I said not too long ago, is also referred to as Old Age Survivors Disability Insurance. So on your exam, they may not say Social Security, but they may say Old Age Survivors Disability Insurance. All you have to know is that Social Security is also known as Old Age survivor's disability insurance. The other thing you got to know is Social Security is a federal program, not a state program, okay? So Medicaid is a state slash federal government um, you know, program. So it's a joint venture, right, between state and federal. But, um, but Social Security is a federal program. So right now, you know two things about Social Security. Uh, it's also called OH Survivors Disability Insurance. And it is uh, it's, it's also a federal program. Now, before I go further into uh, the discussion for uh, Social Security, let's, let's go to some of these questions. And I want you, as I read the question, pause. You can pause this. Uh, you can pause the podcast and write down your answer. Don't don't have it in your head that or uh, no. Don't just guess. Okay. Don't say oh well I I, I know it. No. Write down your answer. All right. So we're just going to go through a few questions, and as I explain. Uh, social security is going to make more sense to you. All right? So let's get started. Question number one. How many social security credits must a worker earn in order to be eligible for all of the benefits available? Okay? So question number one. How many social security credits must a worker earn in order to be eligible for all of the benefits available. All right? So you can pause this recording, write down your answer. So that's question number one. Question number two. A one-time Social Security death benefit payment of blank may be made to a surviving spouse after a taxpayer's death. Okay, so question number two, a one-time Social Security death benefit payment of blank, again, that's a dollar amount, may be made to a surviving spouse after a taxpayer's death. So, so what is that amount? Okay, again, it's a dollar amount. It could be 500, 1,000, 
What is the amount? Question number three. To obtain a fully insured status for Social Security Disability Benefits, what is the required number of credits? I'll repeat that. Question number three. To obtain a fully insured status for Social Security Disability Benefits, what is the required number of credits? Then we'll come here to question number four. Okay. Rose suffers severe injuries from an automobile accident and becomes totally disabled. To qualify her to file for Social Security disability, uh, disability benefits, how many months must she be totally disabled? Let me repeat that question. Rose suffers severe injuries from an automobile accident and becomes totally disabled. To qualify her to file for Social Security Disability Benefits, how many months must she be totally disabled? Next question. Next question, which one of the following terms describes the period between, no, the period following the death of a wage earner when the kids are re residing at home? Okay, so the, this question, it says, which one of the following terms describes the period following the death of a wage earner when the kids are residing at home? Okay, so uh, which which term um, no, describe that period? So you can just uh, have that. And let's see here if we have some more. I think that's it. Okay, so, so, so those, are, those are the questions, okay? So you can write down your answers. No, I, I, I hope you wrote down all your answers. Again, as I go through the explanation, uh, you're, you're, you know, if you made any mistakes, you're going to be able to figure them out. All right? Now, if you also want to, what you could do is write down those questions. You no, know, as I you know, read the questions, you can write them down. And as I'm explaining, you can also write, you know, you can, you can jot down key points um, pertaining to those questions from my explanation. All right, so let's get back to it. So, so now we know two things about Social Security, right? It's called OH Survivors Disability Insurance, and we know that it's a federal, uh, it's a federal program, right? Now, with keep in mind, with very few exceptions, almost everybody is covered by Social Security. All right. So think about Social Security as like the. Mm, Think about Social Security as a federal life and health insurance, okay? Um, and you no, know, and if you pay your taxes during your working years, right? You you definitely qualify. And another thing Social Security does is you no, know, they, they take into account your your income. So if you're a high income earner, you probably won't you no. Know, 
won't qualify. If you're a multi-millionaire, you definitely will not qualify for social security um, benefits, all right? So now social security uses something called um, quarter of coverage. This is very important. And I want you, if you have a pen and paper, you can write this down because this is what uh, gets people confused. So, so they use something called quarter of coverage. Uh, so, so that system is used to determine whether someone qualifies for social security benefits or not, right? So, um, for exam purposes, know that quarter is the same as credit, okay? So, quarter and credits are the same, all right? So, anyone who's working in a job that's covered by social security, or you don't even have to be working a job that's covered by social security. You can even have your own business, right? Each quarter of work or quarter of paying taxes, each quarter, again, um, a quarter is three months, okay? So, so we all know, or we should know by now, um, know the year is divided into four quarters, right? So one quarter... Is equal to three months. Okay. So each quarter, right? Each now uh, each each quarter is equal to um, for social security purposes. One quarter is equal to four credits. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, um, one, one quarter is equal to one credit. So how many credits are there in a year? If one quarter, that means three months, is equal to one credit, right? That's social security credit. That means that four quarters is equal to four credits. All right, so so in a given year, on on your exam, they may ask you what is the maximum number of um, credits uh, an an employee or a worker earns um, in a given year. Assuming that worker is you no, know, assuming that employee is working full time. What is the maximum number of credits that person earns every year? And that answer will be four credits. Okay? Because, again, um, I have this on video so you guys cannot see. But you just write this down. One quarter is three months. Okay? One quarter is three months. So, every three months of work and paying taxes or owning your own business and paying taxes, uh, the, the worker earns one credit. So, so three months of work, another way to think about this is three months of work equals one credit. Six months of work equals two credits. And just like that, nine months of work equals three credits and 12 months of work 
equals four credits. So the maximum credit anyone can earn, you cannot earn more than four credits in a given year. That, that is the max. Now, in order to qualify for all of the benefits of Social Security, you must earn 40 credits. So now, you now let's do a little bit of math here. I know some people are not good at math. Eh, I'm not good at math either. So, <laughs> so that makes two of us, right? But if we know that three months equals one credit, right? Three months equal one credit. Right? Three months equals one credit. How many months of work will it take to earn 40 credits? Okay? So three months of work equals one credit. How many months of work will it take to equal 40 credits? So you just multiply three times 40 is what? 3 times 40 is 120 months. If you divide 120 months, there are 12 months in a year, right? So you divide 120 months by 12 months, that come to 10 years, right? So to be fully insured, to receive all the benefits, to be eligible to receive all of the social security benefits, you must have worked at least 10 years. So if you work consistently for 10 years now on a full-time basis and you pay your taxes, you are fully insured for social security benefits. All of Social Security benefits, because Social Security has a lot of benefits. They have survival, uh, survival benefits. They have disability benefits, and um, and they also have retirement benefits. Right. So those are the three key benefits for Social Security: survival. So if God forbid, you know, you die, then yes, you are not able to receive those benefits because you die before receiving them. So now your spouse. And your children, you know, if, if that child is a dependent, right, that child uh, and your surviving spouse receive those benefits. If you become disabled, right, uh, for at least five months and you cannot work, then after five months, you will start to receive Social Security disability benefits. Or if you retire, you know, you, you, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, well, I can't wait until uh, I retire so I can start receiving my, my Social Security, right? So when you retire, now you're going to get Social Security retirement benefits, right? So those are the three key benefits. But in order to qualify for those three benefits, you must have worked for at least 10 years. So on the exam... 9 out of 10 times, 99.9% of the time, they won't ask you this question based on the number of years. They're going to ask you how many credits must, uh, no, how many credits must, 
an employee um, earn or how many credits must a worker earn in order to be fully uh, insured under Social Security. And always remember it's 40 credits. Okay? You must have earned 40 credits or sometimes you'll say 40 quarters. It's, it's all the same thing, right? Um, one quarter equals one credit. So 40 quarters is the same as 40 credits. But just keep in mind, to be fully insured for Social Security, fully insured means that you're entitled to all of the benefits. You must be fully, no, you must have at least 40 quarters of coverage. You know, uh, you must have earned at least 40 quarters of credit. If you convert that to years, because you earn four credits in a year, right? So 40 credits will be 10 years. Now divide 40 by four, and that's 10, right? So to be fully insured for Social Security, you must have worked for at least 10 years on a full-time basis or own your own business and paying taxes at least for, you no, know, at least for 10 years. Now, now it doesn't have to be straight 10 years. You could, you know, very few people work straight 10 years. You no, know, you may have breaks in between, but the total uh, for Social Security uh, purposes have to add up to 10 years. All right. But 40 quarters is what you have to keep in mind. Now, and that is if you're fully insured um, for Social Security. Now, another thing to keep in mind is there's another term called currently insured. So you have fully insured and you have currently insured. All right. So currently insured status or sometimes referred to as partially insured qualifies you for certain benefits. Not all of the benefits, but qualifies you for certain benefits. So a currently insured or partially insured means that you have earned at least six credits or six quarters of um, coverage during the last 13 quarter period. Okay. So during the last 13 quarters, and we said that one quarter is equal to three months, right? So, so, so 10 quarters will be equal to 30 months, right? 10 quarters will be equal to 30 months. So if you, if you do the math, right? A, a, again, I'm not good at math here. Uh, someone can help me. So just multiply here. Um, 13 times 3, right? That's 9, that's 39 months, right? So, so that means that, you know, that means during the last 39 months, right? During the last 39 months, you must have worked at least, right? You must have worked, uh, you know, 6 Six, six um, credits will be six times four is equals to 24. So during the last um, 39 months, you must have worked at least 24 months, which is, which is two years. So if, if, right, if, during the last 39 months, you worked at least, um, no, 
at least 24 months, you're considered partially insured. So if you are partially insured, that qualifies you to um, be able to have certain benefits like the survival benefits. So, so the survival benefits for Social Security, people who are um, currently or partially insured are eligible for survivor benefits. All right, their survivors are eligible for survivor benefits. But if you're, but in, in order to receive the retirement benefit and the disability benefit, you must be fully insured. Okay, now I just want to apologize to some of you. I, I, you know, I probably mixed up the math over there because uh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have my, I didn't have my calculator of me. So, but. But if you if you want to do the math, um, you know twelve there are twelve months in a year, so twelve divided by by um, twelve times three is thirty six. So that's about you no. Know, so thirty nine months would be about three years and uh, yeah. So three years and three months, right? So in order to be considered partially insured, or another name for it is currently insured. You must have at least, you must have worked at least two out of the last um, three years and three months. Okay? You must work at least two years out of the last three years and two months. If you do that and God forbid you die, then your, uh, no, then your survivors are eligible uh, for Social Security benefits. All right. So... I have a little chart here. For those of you listening on the podcast, you, you cannot see it, but that's why I'll try my best to <laughs> uh, read it for you to you know, be able to understand. Okay, so now Social Security benefits, yes, um, they, they, use your, uh, they use the quarter system to, to also determine... Um, your benefit amount in order to determine whether you're eligible. But your monthly benefit uh, is determined by the primary insurance amount. So on the, on the exam, you're going to see something PIA, or they may spell it out, uh, or they may just say uh, primary insurance amount or PIA. But PIA, your primary insurance amount, is what is used to determine your social security monthly benefit now in the interest of time you no know, they're not going to ask you to you know, to calculate uh your primary you no know, to calculate a primary insurance amount because that would be too technical right but all you have to know is that the uh, PIA that is the primary insurance amount is used to um you know uh, determine the monthly benefit and your monthly benefit will always equal the primary insurance amount okay uh, because the primary insurance amount will be different for um, everybody so for example someone who paid a lot in social security um, taxes uh, may have a prime you know, a higher primary insurance amount than someone who paid um, you know um, a lower amount in social uh, social security taxes right but all you, all you have to know 
you don't have to know how to calculate that primary insurance amount, but all you got to know is that the monthly benefit uh, is always equal to the primary insurance amount, okay? And, and that's all you have to know. So, so let's run through this quickly. What are the Social Security um, benefits? The, the three main Social Security benefits, your retirement benefits, disability benefits, and survival benefits. How, you know, how do they determine the eligibility of those benefits? The, those benefits to de uh, determine whether you're eligible for those benefits, they use the quarter system um, or the credit system, right? So in, in order to be fully insured for Social Security, you must have how many credits? 40 credits. In order to be partially insured for Social Security, you must have how many credits? You must have six credits in the last 13 quarters, which is the last 39 months, okay? So you must have uh, worked at least, no, um, you must have worked at least, I'm sorry, so I said six credits because there are four credits in, there are four credits in a year. So so six credits will be more, no, will be like one and a half uh, year. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, no, I said, I said two years earlier. Um, that was my mistake. Okay. Um, so, so six, six credit, six credit will be one and a half year, right? So you must have worked at least one and a half years in the last, um, three years and three months, right? To be, um, partially or another name for partially insured is, you want to guess? Pause and guess. Currently insured. Okay? So when you're currently insured, you're eligible for Social Security survival benefits. And to receive Social Security retirement and disability benefits, you must be what? You want to pause and guess? Fully insured. And how many quarters or credits of work do you need to be fully insured for Social Security? You can pause and guess. You need 40 quarters. Perfect. And 40 quarters equals how many years of work? 10 years of work. Perfect. All right. 10 years of work. Okay. So, and and again, uh, as I said, my, you know, my math is going to be uh, all over the place. Okay. So, so for the retirement benefits, um, for Social Security purposes, again, this was um, as of, I think, a year ago, so I don't know what it is, but a year ago, the fully insured status, um, uh, the full retirement age for Social Security was 66, okay? But you can receive Social Security benefits as early as 62, but your benefits will be reduced. Now, the, the uh, who is the retirement benefit paid to? The retirement benefit is paid to the retired individual. That means the person who's eligible for Social Security, or is paid to their depend, uh, no, to their eligible dependents. If that uh, uh, if that person is not there, what's the type of payment? They're going to receive monthly benefit payments equal to their primary insurance amount. All right. That, let's come to disability. So in order to receive Social Security benefits, you have to meet two criteria, right? Number one, you have to be 
um, of course, for the insured. Number two, your, your disability must be total and permanent. And this has to occur prior to your retirement age. Okay? So now, the disability benefit can be paid to you, the worker. It can be paid to your spouse. Or it can be paid to your eligible dependent. Okay? So let's, let's go over this. Retirement benefits are paid to individuals or their eligible dependents. All right? And no. Uh, and I have all of this in a table format, but uh, you know, well, you guys cannot see it. Disability benefits are paid to the disabled worker, their spouse, and eligible dependents. Now, keep in mind that for Social Security disability benefits, you have a five-month waiting period. So this means that after you're disabled, you have to wait at least five months before you can start receiving Social Security disability benefits. Because, um, you know, sometimes you're disabled, you know, and, you know, sometimes you recover, right? So Social Security wants to make sure that disability is permanent and is total. So they're going to wait five months. If you're disabled for five consecutive months, then you become eligible to start receiving payments, all right? So you must be disabled for at least five months and you must be fully insured. That is to receive the Social Security Disability Benefits. Now, let's come here for survival benefit. What is the condition to receive the survivor's benefit? Well, the name says it, right? To receive the survivor's benefit, the worker must die, right? So you must die before your survivors can receive that benefits. Who is it paid to? It's paid to the surviving spouse and the dependent children. Those are the only two um, people it's paid to. Surviving spouse and dependent children. So the type of payment, it can either be a lump sum, um, uh, you know, the survivor benefit, the two, you, you get a lump sum burial benefit, which is $255. And you can also get monthly income payments. Now, for survivor benefits, you can be fully insured or currently insured to qualify for it. it no, it doesn't matter. So that is the only benefit that you can be partially insured uh, to receive. But the other two benefits, uh, retirement and disability, you have to be fully insured to receive. So now let's, let's, let's come back here. Let's go back to the questions, and I hope you are able to write down your answers. And uh, let's get here. Let's come back to question number one. So question number one says, how many Social Security credits must a worker earn in order to be eligible for all of the benefits available? So how many credits must a worker earn in order to be eligible for all of the Social Security uh, benefits? And as you hear, I just said, know that you need 40 credits to be eligible for all of the social security benefits so the social security benefits what are the social security benefits pause and write it down all right so the social security benefits are retirement benefits you have uh, survival benefits you have disability uh, benefits 
And you also have uh, you no know, death benefit, you no. Know, well, uh, death and survival benefit go together, but uh, uh, death benefit, okay. And as I said, one credit, right, equals, uh, no, uh, no, one credit equals three months of work, okay? So you earn one social security credit for every three months of work. So an employee who is working continuously earns four credits every year. So therefore, 40 credits will equal 10 years of work. All right? So question number two, a one-time social security benefit nor death benefit payment of blank may be made to a surviving spouse after a taxpayer's death. What is the correct answer? Correct answer for that is $255. Again, that is nothing, but Social Security pays a one-time death benefit of $255 to the, the family member of a, of, a cov, uh, of, a, of a covered worker after the um, taxpayer's death. Okay? Um, now, um, so after, after the taxpayer dies, then you also have monthly um, benefits, as I said, right? So, so you have monthly survival benefits. Now, a surviving spouse with a dependent child under the age of 16 is entitled to monthly benefits until that youngest child reaches the age of 16. Or if the child is disabled until that child reaches the age of 22. So let's just say um, John and Mary um, have a daughter and that daughter is 10 years old and John dies. John dies when, you know, when his daughter is 10 years old. Social Security will pay monthly survivor benefits, right? Um, for that child, right, until the child turns 16. Once the child turns 16, they're no longer um, no entitled to benefits. But if that child is disabled, then that is extended until the age of 22. All right? All right. So let's come here to retirement benefits also. Again, I'm just repeating. And one of the things... Yeah, I do, and we do at Menzo Pass is repetition, right? Repetition, repetition. I know, yeah, it, it, it may be, you know, some of you may consider it annoying, like, oh, you know, why does he keep repeating himself? Well, there's a trick to it, and I'm doing it on purpose. When you hear something over and over and over and over, you know, you, you actually tend to remember that a lot better than just hearing something once. That's why I'm repeating myself. All right, so uh, retirement benefits, again, a retired worker can receive uh, no, uh, monthly income equivalent to what? Their PIA. What is PIA? Primary insurance amount. Perfect. Until they reach uh, retirement age. Okay? All right. So let's come here to question number um, three. It says to obtain a fully insured status for social security disability benefits, what is the number of credits required? And again, 
is 40, right? To be fully insured for Social Security, you have to earn 40 credits. Now, credits, you no, know, 40 credits or quarters is the same. Because one credit is equals to three months of work, and one quarter is equals to three months. So it's, 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 it's all the same. So on the exam, if you see credits and quarters, excuse me, you should just know that they are the same. What is another name for social security? You want to pause and guess? Perfect. Another name for social security is old age survivors disability insurance. So on your exam, they may not say social security. They may say, um, no, what is the, no, what is the requirement to be fully insured for old age survivors disability insurance? Of course, it's 40, uh, 40 credits. But if you don't know that OA survivors disability insurance is the same as Social Security, you're going to get that question wrong. All right. All right. So let's come here to the next question. So next question here says, Rose suffers severe injuries from an automobile accident and becomes totally disabled. To qualify her to file for Social Security disability benefits, how many months must she be totally disabled for? It's five months, okay? So Social Security requires you to be disabled for at least five months before benefit payments can start. So there's a five months waiting period, all right? And keep in mind that Social Security does not pay for partial disability or short-term disability. The disability has to be permanent and it has to be total. Okay, so if you went and just got a sprained ankle and you're disabled, <laughs> no, you're dis no, partially disabled or, or, you're, or you're temporarily disabled for a few months, Social Security is not going to cover that. The disability has to be permanent and it has to be total. And the disability must be expected to last at least 12 months or it must end in death. Okay, so, so that, is the, that is the definition of, um, of total or, or permanent disability. Your disability must be expected to last at least 12 months or it should end in your death. All right, let's come here to the next one. Which one of the following terms describes the period following the death of a wage earner when the kids are residing at home? And that period is called the dependency period. It's not the blackout period. People get the dependency period um, confused with the blackout period. No, the period following the death of a wage earner when the kids are still residing at home is called the dependency turn 60. All right. So, so guys, I, I, I hope you were, um, you know, I, I hope you are able to find value in this. Um, if you need, if you need any help, you have my number. Um, you can 
contact me. My number again is 202-855-6294. Again, that is 202-855. Uh, my phone number will also be in the um, you know, description. The email address is mentalpass at mentalpass. So if you're interested in our one-day bootcamp, the link is in the um, description. Again, just copy and paste that link, fill it out. It's going to be a short survey, less than five minutes. Just going to ask you for your name, your email, your, your phone number, um, you know, uh, you know what, you know what date of the um no uh no uh, which boot camp you want to take like uh, on what date you want to take your boot camp uh so it's going to have that you know you have different options and you just select that once you do it you fill it out we're going to go ahead and send you the payment link um and once you pay voila that's it you're you're registered for the boot camp okay but as i said we're looking to have at least two boot camps um we're looking to do two boot camps this month in May. And you know, maybe for the next two or three months, we'll do two boot camps every month. And then go from there. If there's more demand, then we can increase that. So I hope this, uh, and I hope you guys are able to find value in this. I, I really wanted to really spend some time on social security because I know this is something that gives people um, a, a lot of problem <laughs> on the exam. And I know most people... Uh, this is one of their weakest links, you know, um, where they struggle on the exam. So I hope this was able to help. When you take the boot camp, we have a lot of questions, more detailed, more difficult questions that even help to prepare you better, um, you know, for social security. Okay. What I gave you guys is just a sample. Okay. Just a sample uh, of questions on social security. But when you do the boot camp, as I said, the bootcamp is great. We'll go over questions, questions, questions. And then at the end, we'll still give you at least 100, you know, 100 questions, 100 practice questions for you to do on your own. So it's great. I mean, you know, guys, I'm telling you, this is going to be your career. Getting into the insurance industry changed my life, okay? Um, so even if you spend $75, which you are not going to spend for a bootcamp, okay? Let me just put it out there. You're not going to spend anywhere near $75. That's what our competitors charge. But even if you spend $75 for a, a career change where you have the opportunity to make tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your uh, financial career or your insurance career, Spending, you know, uh, a few bucks, you know, less than 75 bucks is, is an investment because I tell people you can do everything you want to do, but if you can't get your license, you can't make money. That is it. So the, so the license is what makes you legal. It's what makes you legit. So do whatever it takes. Spend whatever money, put in as much time as you need. Whatever it takes to get your license, do it because it's going to be worth it. All right, guys. Uh, I've, I've, I've been accused of, of talking too much. <laughs> so I'll leave you guys uh, here. 
But again, if you got any questions for me, you no, know, some of you have questions, you no, know, you follow up questions. Yeah, you can always send me a text, uh, email. We're pretty um, accessible. Okay, so we look forward to seeing you guys in our bootcamp. Thank you and have a good day. Bye.